0: Well, uh, welcome everybody to the inaugural episode of cruise life with Mike and Mitch. And, uh, normally we would be doing this probably next to each other, but not today. And, uh, we are live on location Mitch here in London, Ontario, Canada.
1: Yeah. Mike here in Cambridge, Ontario, Canada, of course, being a colony of England, we weren't creative enough to come up with our own names. So we just stole
0: names of, uh, English cities exactly Colour- i never tell anybody i'm from london because they just assume it's england so i just say toronto nice nice to have you here. we're both uh
1: cruise directors with the uh, royal caribbean cruise line but it won't be a royal caribbean exclusive um podcast if you will uh at sometimes we hope to get uh, people from other cruise lines on as well as uh, we do say that we are all in the same boat figuratively speaking of course
0: Exactly. And uh, the show here is going to be a lighthearted approach. We're going to go ahead and uh, interactive look at some of the cruise industry, the ships, tips, tricks, news, all kinds of fun stuff that uh, stories from the past and present as well uh, for people that are guests, cruisers, uh, of course, uh, crew members and uh, people new to the industry as well.
1: And speaking of guests, we hope to have a guest on every single podcast, and this one will be no different. We'll be speaking to an activities manager on board one of the Royal Caribbean
0: ships uh, right now, so that's kind of cool. Exactly. You know, we have all these plans for the podcast, and uh, things are a little bit uh, out of the ordinary right now, so things are changing on the fly, but um, what we're going to do is kick off the podcast by a huge thank you. That's how we want to start it up.
1: Yeah, so big thank you to, of course, all of the crew members who are currently still on board any ships sailing around the world or anchored, if you will, around the world. Uh, We also want to give a special thanks to all the doctors and nurses who are on each one of the ships. But then we want to extend that, of course, to all the doctors and nurses, first responders taking care of our family and loved ones here back at home.
0: Exactly. I mean, there's so many people right now that are so vital to everything that's going on. And uh, we can even throw it out to everybody as well. That's the extended teams in Miami that are working around the country, supporting the cruise industry. And uh, man, it's a lot of stuff going on right now. But at home, things that normally aren't going on, uh, you know, a lot of people doing a lot of different things they're not used to doing.
1: Yeah, it's Easter weekend, and uh, of course, it would have been Masters weekend, which is why I'm wearing the old hat here. Um, You know, life life has changed a little bit over the past uh, couple months, and uh, we just hope you guys are all remaining safe and healthy back home. We know we're going to reach out, as you mentioned, to a lot of our um, fellow cruisers, but also guests as well. So we want to get their questions. Maybe if they have any kind of questions they've always wanted to ask, uh, we're here to, of course, be the open book um, as we continue on with this podcast.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of different, um, different uh, chapters and different kind of topics that we're going to speak on. And uh, really, it's going to be all kinds of different stuff. It's going to be really fun talking about some past and present stories. But... Um Yeah, we love to hear the questions, especially from people that maybe are a little bit new to the cruise industry that don't really know, but all those guests that have been around a long time that always wanted to ask something. And um, I did want to throw in, you know, we have the first responders and everybody that's doing such a great job, but there's now even an expanded list that we just want to throw out to the essential workers that are doing all kinds of stuff that, uh, you know, doing, um, you know, all this crazy stuff, you know, bus drivers, working at the grocery store, um, all that kind of stuff is essential now and they're doing a great job. So we just want to shout out to them as well.
1: Yeah, we want. Here's a segment that we had talked about doing, which is really cool. Which is the misconceptions about cruise cruise lines, cruise industry, whatever you want to say. The misconceptions. Um, and next podcast, we hope to talk about why ships aren't flagged under the U.S. flag, because that seems to have been um, a big bone of contention, if you will, with um, giving the buyouts or the payouts or the support needed um, from the president of the United States, but. There's a reason behind that, and we'll touch base on that in the next one. But today, we want to talk about just how clean and sanitary ships are and the measures that the crew members go. Because, you know, cruise lines have been getting a bad rap throughout this whole pandemic that we've had. And I really think it's one of the cleanest places you can be on planet Earth when you talk about the amusement parks, the casinos that are out there, um, you know. And I I don't want to mention any particular ones, but think about riding the monorails and how many people touch those rails or going into a casino and playing poker for, you know, two or three hours and how many chips your hands are touching. I mean, you know, and the cruise lines seem to have gotten the worst out of this. But uh, can we talk a little bit about the sanitization of the ships and kind of what extent we go
0: to? Yeah. This has been happening for, for years now. I mean, you know, with uh, the possible of a a possibility of a norovirus virus or outbreak and uh, you know, it all comes down to the ship's learning over time uh, that you just have to be sanitary. We have this huge PR campaign on the ship about washing your hands, keeping that everything safe, clean. And, uh, we do go to great extremes in sanitizing on board the ships and you've seen it. We've seen it. We're all involved in it. We do drills, uh, public health drills on the ship once a week. We do a safety drill and, uh, these are all in there as well. Sanitizing has been at the forefront for the last couple of years, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's too bad that, you know, the, the light is being shone right now. On the yeah,
1: industry. you know, the big joke, and those who have cruised before know exactly what I'm going to say here, is when you walk into the Windjammer is the washi-washy washy person. Um, making sure that you're You know, using Purell that you're washing your hands before you're eating. Uh, And there are Purell stands between the entrances of each uh, theater that you go to in the casino, uh, down the promenades, in the Central Park areas, on the Oasis class ships. I mean, they're all over the place. And, um, you know, they really, plus the facilities clean, Uh, facilities team, cleaning team, there you go. Um, They are a massive group of individuals uh, who are
0: keeping the ship clean and spotless 24 hours a day. Exactly. The, the public area attendants, that's their job. They just walk around cleaning 24-7. And there's reports now of uh, warehouses like Amazon and stuff who are starting to use the fogging machines, which are disinfectant. And we, we've been using those for years as well.
1: For years, so. man, for years. And I'll tell you, you know, a lot of people will be surprised to know this, but the people who fog the theater are the cast members, the technicians, the musicians it's on a rotation so it's not necessarily the cleaning team that does it but we take ownership of our own venues uh and the entertainment team so that's that's really cool everybody kind of chips in to make sure because it is our home and we want to make sure our home is clean and um and safe for everybody
0: exactly yeah you hit the nail on the head uh, you know it only it's one ship we're all in there together it is our home away from home a lot of people are on the ship more than they're at home so uh, everyone has to take care of each other and that's kind of what the industry is all about and um whether it's uh the cruise lines individually, whether it's the CLIA Cruise Line uh, International Association, whoever it could be, we're all working on it together. And uh, yeah, you're right, man. It's uh, pretty cool to see everyone come together and and work hard. Uh, And, you know, we're going to get through this. They recently had a news uh, article yesterday that said they're actually 2021 bookings are increasing. And uh, I think that's all the people that have cruised before that are diehard cruisers. They know how sanitary it is. And that's why they're not scared to book and they're ready to go back. So as soon as we can, we will.
1: Yeah. And we hope that sooner than later. I know there was an article sent out at the beginning of uh, this weekend that said there was going to be a hundred day CDC said a hundred day. What what, would they call that?
0: hundred day. Yeah. It's like an extension on the pause. So they have uh, a huge new report and the cruise lines are going to respond to it. They're going to take all the uh, measures, the orders that they have to fulfill to um, you know, to stay uh, in, in line with the, the CDC guidelines, because I mean, You know, you talked about it. The the ships are as clean or cleaner than anywhere else. The the stringent, strict guidelines we have to uh, adhere to in the industry is beyond anything I've seen on land. And I worked in restaurants for years before joining the cruise uh, industry as well. So it's yeah, it's a big uh, report. But yeah, 100 days, uh, unless everything uh, slows down before that. But you never know how long it's going to take for everything to restart up. That's the tricky part that we're going to get to uh, in another episode later on. But um, yeah, interesting stuff right now.
1: Yeah. Speaking of getting to, do we have our guests in the uh, in the waiting
0: room? Is he there? Yeah, we have to find him. Uh, we ha- uh, he's not. Is he not? Well, we can continue. That's fine. Um, not yet. You know, we're waiting a lot on of, our special guest.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Uh, if people are wondering like where all the ships are, it's really cool because a lot of them are kind of. You know just a few hundred meters away from each other um, giving support i saw a video posted online uh, the other day of one of our cruise ships pulling in to the port of miami and somebody was taking a video from a balcony And other cruise line ships were cheering uh, and showing support for each other. I know, you know, back home here, we're at six or seven o'clock at night. People were going outside their front porch, banging pots and pans as support for our first responders. It's good to see that the cruise industry uh, are, are really sticking together because, you know, we are from... Dozens, almost 100 different countries around the world represented by the cruise industry. And it's, it's weird, man. You know, we, we look at what we do. And I've always said, I've got a, a bed anywhere in the world, you know, because you meet so many people, so many friends uh, from around the world that you work with.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the best answers and one of the best questions you're going to get is always, well, what's your favorite thing about working on a ship? And that's it. That's exactly it. The people that you meet, uh, you know, anywhere between 60 uh, and above countries on any ship, any given time. And that's just the crew. That's only the crew. And I mean, it really is pretty amazing to see. And you, you just meet amazing people. And you're right. You have friends for life, no matter where you travel to. It's uh, amazing. And, you know, both of us have traveled quite a bit. And it is amazing when you're in random places, Australia or Thailand, and you just can meet someone that you haven't seen in years and uh, feels like you, you know, the long lost friend that you haven't seen. It's pretty awesome that's stuff. So, so, Yeah, so true. And you did mention it. There's lots of uh, crew in and around the ships. And uh, like we saw in that CDC report, their estimation is around 90,000 uh, or 95 ships and about 80,000 crew on the ships still. And I think there's one or two ships that still have guests that are on their way back to the U.S. to uh, off, uh, depart them, depart them. And yeah, uh, still a lot of crew. So we wanted to speak to one of them. You alluded to it earlier. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get our special guest. And you want to, we were going to have, You know, Hannah, and we're going to get her eventually, but tell us uh, what you, you know, you arranged our guest, so do you want to give us a little bit of info?
1: Yeah, sure. Our guest uh, today is going to be an activities manager. He's the activities manager on board the world's largest cruise ship, which is, of course, the Symphony of the Seas. He hails from Los Angeles, California. Everybody, please uh, welcome
0: Mr. Nick Huffman. See there, Nick. There he comes. He's coming online right now. Hey. There we go. (laughs) Hello there. (laughs) Good to see you,
1: Nick. Good to see you too, Mike. How you doing? Good. How are you? Tell everybody a little bit about yourself um, before cruising grabbed hold of your life.
2: (laughs) Before cruising grabbed hold of my life. Well, um, before I actually, before I came on ships, I actually worked in the office. Um, I actually worked for Celebrity Cruises uh, in sales for about two years. But before that, I actually worked for the Walt Disney Company for 10 years so sticking somebody that's an entertainer into a three by two cubicle wasn't the greatest of fits. So um,
0: <laughs> it yeah. doesn't usually work well. No, <laughs> we know a lot of people like that that have tried. It, so I,
2: mean, I don't know how people do it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, Nick, uh, you're you guys are in. Uh quarantine right now as, I mean, that's not news to anybody. Anybody who's on social media understands that uh, a lot of the ships have gone into a preventative quarantine uh, just to make sure you guys are all healthy. It looks like you're in um, not a normal crew cabin.
2: I'm actually in a guest cabin. This is fantastic. It's actually really nice that the company actually took us from the crew cabins that we had and actually brought us up to not only just guest cabins, but actually guest balcony cabin so i most of my day is actually spent out on the balcony uh looking at the beautiful ocean seeing the sunrise and sunset
0: i believe yeah, it's more for our cool sanity stuff. reasons <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh that's what we wanted to get to actually i wanted to ask you about that what's what's kind of the current uh life like on board for you uh, obviously it's a change to what's been going on all the guests have left and uh you said quarantine but uh, it's pretty amazing to see you in the cabin. We have very cold weather where we are right now, so it's nice that the company has you in a warm place and a balcony to at least uh, relax to pass the time.
2: You know, it's actually really, really nice. We all, um, I mean, 90, most of us are in um, outside balcony cabins facing the ocean, but then, of course, we are on the Symphony of the Seas, which is the largest cruise ship in the world, and uh, we do have our our um, boardwalk balconies, and also our Central Park balconies, which those are being utilized as well. And I know from, from our team spirit, from the entertainment side, pretty much everybody is in really, really good spirits. Um, it's surprising, to be honest, because we have been kind of locked into our cabins for the past, I think, 12 days now. And so we're coming up on our 14-day mark. But it's really surprising because, I mean, we do have – Free Wi Fi, and we are on the Symphony, which is the newest, latest, and greatest ship, or not newest, but um, so the Wi Fi is actually really good here. We can stream movies, and watch YouTube and Netflix, and all that good stuff. Um, they provided that. They provided so many different movies that are on top of what is usually offered to the crew. Um, so we have that as well. We have three meals a day um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner you know, comes and the meals are actually really, really nice. Uh, in the morning, we kind of have a, a general kind of chef's pastry kind of thing. It's, you know, we get, we get muffins, we get rolls, we get croissants, we get fruits, um, and bread and butter, stuff like that. And then lunch. Um, today I had for lunch, I had a, you know, a nice chicken with some rice and veggies and uh, a salad. And uh, usually for dinner, I have something along the same. I try to switch it up between like beef and chicken as well.
1: Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that's great. Um, But you guys, so do you have anybody next to you or do they kind of space it out or, or how is that? Are you able to holler at each other?
2: Um, Yeah. So what's because we're, I'm
1: ocean facing.
2: I can, I actually have the other, so I actually joined, I was supposed to have a two week, what we call a handover um, here on the symphony. And I had one week with guests on board. And then the next week is when the company decided to go, um, into isolation and without guests. So I still have the other activities manager here on board, Hannah. Um, she's actually my next door neighbor. And then right past that, we have the adventure ocean manager. And then past that, we have a um, one of the Aqua stage staff. Um, so, but we can only reach about With our voices we can only reach about three to four rooms and then you just get lost in the sound because the wide openness of the ocean and then to my left i have a couple of inventory guys and then it goes on from there but they kind of started the cruise division with my cabin so
0: very cool yeah yeah nice nice
1: and and um yeah we we we, we want to thank you for coming on because originally we were, were hoping to have Hannah on uh, because we didn't want it to seem like it was kind of like a boys club here. Um, <laughs> three guys, three dudes. I know, but she wasn't able to, to get the, the Zoom uh, app. So you were more than gracious to come join us, which we appreciate that. Um, are you, how are you? Because I know you're a guy who who likes the gym. Um, Try not to choke on your water. Uh, Is there anything that they're doing for you to, you know, keep your mind as well as your body in shape?
2: Actually, yes. So um, we do have one of our fitness instructors that is, um, he's actually in a, I think he's in a a central park or a boardwalk facing cabin, but he actually does a fitness class on his balcony for all the other balconies to see. And they kind of do it every day um, around the same time, around like nine to 11 o'clock in the morning. And just starting, I believe it's yesterday or the day before. They actually brought one of the broadcast crew up there and filmed in one of the adjacent cabins that was empty. So now they stream it live uh, directly to our TVs. That's one thing. They also have um, cool. they also have a fitness channel that is all pretty much dedicated. Somebody from the office or another uh, uh, athlete or fitness guy kind of started um, where it's all stuff that you can do indoors without any weights or any. Um, any machines so they have that playing on the tv as well um they just sent the um office just sound to, sent out a newsletter um for and i think they're going to start sending it out once a week and that um incorporates a link to that goes to a free meditation class um that they have a 21 day meditation class so i'm going to start doing that as well um so really they're off, the company's offering everything which is really really nice they're kind of going above and beyond
1: yeah And you're American. I'm American. So, American. (laughs) Uh, You are, but we, you know, you and I have had this conversation, obviously. But, so, anybody who's watching this who is an American citizen Mm -hmm. is probably going, you're American, can't you get off? Like, give us the thought process of that. Number one, can you get off? And number two, if you can, why are you choosing to stand board?
2: So, um, they've actually pretty much made it. And from the start, since we got into quarantine, um, they asked us if we wanted to stay or go. They asked pretty much every crew member if they wanted to stay or go, and including myself. Being an American citizen, I'm actually from California, so it is kind of on the other side of the coast because we're actually docked, or not docked. We're in Miami or off the coast of Miami now. Um, and my mind thought process was, you know, everywhere else, and I've talked to friends, I've talked to you, of course, Mike, uh, in regards to this, everywhere else, is it's all shut down. Everything is strapped. Everything is very sparse, and you can't really go anywhere. And kind of the 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 epidemic is taking over the world. And why would I want to subject myself to that when here on board we're actually a closed network, kind of a closed circuit. So um, as of now, we have one case from what we've told. What we've told about about 13 days ago when we went into isolation, we had one confirmed case on board. One case compared to how many does California have? Do I, I don't even want to think about it, you know? And then trying to go out and find food and subject myself to the virus or staying on board and then having to pay for food, having to pay for room and board. I do have two properties in California, but they're rented out by tenants. So I kind of live like a gypsy and I kind of (laughs) travel. I kind of travel uh, on all my vacations and go see new and exotic places. So and then I'll crash on a friend's couch or something like that. Um but you know, I'd have to pay for rent, I'd have to pay for food, I'd have to pay for uh, renting a car or something of that sort. Well, here everything is provided. You know, I have food, I have room, I have board, I have a medic- I have free medical on board. Um, so if anything were to happen. You know, I would, I wouldn't have to pay out of pocket. I wouldn't have to wait in these long lines that I've seen all throughout on the news. Of course. Um, it's, it's a, it's an easy, it's an easy fix to just say, yeah, no, I'm going to stay. I do have a friend that lives in Florida that's offering to stay uh, for me to stay at his place. But as of now, I think I, this is the safest place possible.
0: That's great. Very cool. Yeah. It's good to hear. And you had mentioned it earlier, but it is amazing how, you know, 26 ships, the company is doing all this stuff to provide for everybody. And a few weeks ago, when they had that decision, there were some people like in Italy that couldn't go home. So it's a reassuring feeling to be able to know that you're safe on the ship and being taken care of.
2: And, you know, the company is actually trying to um, get as many people that want to go home as possible uh, to get home. Um, but right now, with so many gateway uh, closures, so many airport closures, country closures now, um, for the people that want to get home that their border is still open, the company's trying to find them now chartered flights because the CDC actually just announced that nobody that has a positive case on board a cruise ship can fly commercially. So we're trying to get chartered flights for everybody that wants to go home. Um, I know that some of our ships have actually sailed to those countries, uh, say in uh, Asia, you know, the Philippines, Indonesia, and India, um, they've actually sailed to these places to get these people home. So for the people that are trying to get home, I think the company is doing a fantastic job.
0: Great. Yeah. Totally different things that they're used to doing, but, uh, in this time all necessary stuff. So very good. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So listen, um, give my best to everybody on board. Um, you know, give my best to Hannah. I know she's up a few decks from you. Um, Thank you for spending some time with us today. Try not to, um, oh, we'll let you get back on the balcony, right? Because you're on the side where sun comes at the end of the day.
2: Oh, well, it all depends where the ship is coming. Normally, yes. Normally, yes, we get it the second half of the day. This morning, we're actually facing, because we do turns. I mean, because of course, the ship has to move to get, more drinking water and to get more water for us so we could recycle and purify. Um, so we move all the time. Last night, we probably were sailing for probably about a good hour, just going in whatever way, I have no idea. But I check out Cruise Mapper and I see, um, I was like, oh, what's that ship out way out there? Oh, that's the Celebrity Edge, okay. And there's a carnival ship, there's Princess. And, um, but yeah, we move all the time doing circles. So sometimes we get the sun in the morning, sometimes we get it at night. Sometimes we're facing directly west so we don't get anything. But it is what it is.
0: Captain, <laughs> Captain might just be doing donuts. I mean, <laughs> probably never been able to do that before. You know, Bud Light in one
2: hand just doing donuts, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, oh, good stuff. Well, All right. Thanks for your time. Nice right, You're Nick. very,
2: very welcome, guys. We'll see you later on. All right.
0: All cheers. Right, bye. Nice. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Do you know him? No, I hadn't, I hadn't worked with him before. I just heard of him. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how, you know, so many people and then on the ships, there's some that you don't know. I mean, eventually you get to know everybody, but, um, yeah, no, cool guy and, uh, good spirits. And that's what we want to see, right? We love to see that everybody's there in good spirits. We didn't mention this, but we had, uh, you had mentioned earlier that, you know, that's the thing they're giving communication. Everyone's talking, they're going above and beyond. Um, even the chairman, Richard Fain, isn't getting a paycheck until, you know, who knows when, but for us, we're off work, you know, a lot of people are, so it's nice to see that from the top. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Listen, um, let's wrap this up for the very first episode. Um, how can they get in touch with you if they want to ask a question?
0: Find me on Facebook, Cruise Director Mitch and, um, Instagram, Twitter, but, uh, you can send me a message on Facebook because, um, Like we said, we want to hear from you and tell us about where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. And you can hit me up at at Cruise
1: Director Mike on Instagram is the easiest way to find me there. A little bit about our next episode. Next episode, we're going to touch base on why ships are not, why cruise ships are not U.S. flagged and kind of uh, everything that revolves around the Jones Act that is always a very... um, hot topic within the cruise industry and uh, we'll see if we can't get one of our guest entertainer friends on board whether it's a comedian, a magician, juggler, a vocalist, um, maybe even a dancer something like that. We'll see if we can get somebody on and uh, find out how they're doing uh, in this kind of uh, new world that we have. Exactly
0: and you know what else we'll do is we'll tell you a little bit about what the cruise director does on board for some people that have no idea I mean, we didn't talk about that uh, this time, but there's so many different positions and uh, we'll get through all of that stuff in the upcoming episodes. But uh, yeah, we want to say, first of all, thanks for everybody that tuned in and spent some time with us. We do appreciate it. We know there's lots of things you could be doing, but we appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. And I will
1: work on getting a better backdrop because yours is awesome.
0: Spent a lot of time on it. i hope it wasn't too distracting. <laughs> Keep looking at the whale. Uh, all <laughs> right. Yep. Scott Rickard. Anyway, uh, moving on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. Have a uh, fantastic Easter weekend. If uh, you're listening to us currently and uh, otherwise, enjoy the month of April. We'll be back with another one soon enough. Take care, everybody.